Welcome to Podcast Greater Than Yourself, Episode 2. I'm John Barleycorn. And I am Fred. And uh, this week we sat down with our friend Millie from Australia to discuss the third step. She is absolutely fantastic, brought so much good stuff on Step 3, and it was wonderful to have an extended conversation with her. Absolutely. She's one of the international people we've met and brought into our uh, you know, Zoom meeting community, and she always brings something terrific. I wish we had a lot more people like her locally. And um, yeah, we did want to mention that we have a, an email address where you guys can reach out to us. If anybody wants to drop us a line, uh, hit us up at podcast greater than yourself at gmail.com. Yep. And uh, enjoy the show. Shakira, Shakira. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, Millie, go ahead. Yeah. Third step reading. What, what page you're, 63 is what you're doing? Yeah, page okay. 63. Let's do this. Uh, I'm going to go in for the, yeah, I'm going to go in for the third step prayer. So, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. So you chose that specifically because you bristled with antagonism? Oh, so much anger at that because it was like the concentrated thighs in one paragraph, like at the time just brought up all my like fury and resentment about my religious past and all my ideas of religion and where I'd come from. And I just, I buckled at it and I had so many opinions, you know, like, and there's a moment, my sponsor, the way she, um, you know, taught me to go through the steps was to do this prayer and it actually get on my knees and do it with her, you know, to have that moment where we do the prayer together. And I remember, I remember feeling torn in that moment. I remember having like one side of me going, okay, I've done all this reading and I, I've had this moment and I've had this connection and I feel, I feel the power of this. But then there was this other part of me that just hated it so much. <laughs> like I just felt like this raging part of me bubbling to the surface, you know, like all this religious language and just all the idea of God and I don't want a God program. And it all came up at the same time and they both existed in me, you know, this kind of hope and like this like willingness and resistance at the same time you know Uh it was like a really odd feeling and I had to I you know that was my reckoning like I ended up drinking again over that you know I went home afterwards and I remember driving in the car on the way home from her house and my mind was firing and it was just all about my opinions about what god was and religion and how i didn't want to do this and i didn't like it but i felt like it it felt real and it felt not real at the same time it was like there was this weird like my mind just latched onto the idea and just started this internal argument that was like 
exhausting and it felt so real and powerful. Like it felt like those words felt like they had such weight. Like there was, it was like they were really pushing into me, you know, and all that stuff. And then when I actually, you know, came back, like I'd spent three weeks, I basically locked myself in my apartment for three weeks and I drank and I called in sick to work. I told my parents that I um, uh, had been working interstate. I told them that, you know, I'd been, you know, I had this project on, I completely made it up. I just ignored my phone lighting up from, you know, my sponsor and people I'd met in the program. I'd only really properly committed to the program for about six weeks at that point. Um, because I'd been bouncing around for years, you know, like I've been special guest star, like coming as it <laughs> began and then le- leaving right as it ended, you know. But um, I had my phone was lighting up with people reaching out and connecting to me and I just basically sat and drank and stewed in my own thoughts and obsessions for three weeks. That's <laughs> like incredible. It was, yeah. Oh, it was probably, I'd say it was the lowest point of my life because mm-hmm. I was stuck with just my insanity. That's all the company I had. You know, like it was just, oh, oh. <laughs> a great effect was it. felt at once. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, I, it's, and I came back and I finally, and I even like the reconnecting with my sponsor, I thought that was going to be like the hardest thing in the world. I thought I'm ready for her to go, oh, okay. And like, take it really seriously. And she was like, all right, let's keep going. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, Terrific. I expected this. Yeah. I expected this tailored like five hour therapy session or something. Like, I don't know what I, and I thought we would talk about my ideas of God. And I, I thought we would work it all out. And I thought that she would give me a God solution where she told me what God was, you know, and then I would feel peace. Hmm. You know, I was waiting. I thought that I had to get my head around everything and then I could continue, mm-hmm. you know, but like it was explained to me, like, you know, are you willing? Are you willing to believe this? Are you kind of willing to give it a go? And I found myself saying yes, even though I still had this like fury of doubt in me, you know, like I hadn't, you know, reconciled that at all, mm-hmm. you know, but it was almost like that's not the point. Keep going, keep going, you know? Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. And it's always, it's always uh, when you're the sponsor in a situation like that and, Obviously, like you're going into work with a person, you know, prayerfully and, you know, with uh, effort, you know, you're not just like, well, all right, I guess I'll meet with this drunk asshole. You know what I mean? You're, you know, you're going into it like with a purpose and then God shows up in that situation where like this person's, you know, you in the situation is like. I fucked up. I'm going to have to like grovel or like be <laughs> humiliated or this person is going to drag me through all this academic shit about this or like it's going to be exhausting or they're going to be pissed at me or annoyed or whatever. And then this this God thing shows up and you hear your sponsee say that to you and you're just like, okay, cool. So m- moving on or, <laughs> you know, just kind of mm. like, yeah, so we're, you know, or it's like when you get like f- dumped by a sponsee and, and you're, and you, you know, God steps in and you go, okay, cool. Awesome. I hope that I, you know, I hope that that works better for you. And then, the, and then the person's like, you're not mad. <laughs> Dude, no, <laughs> I am yeah, not yeah. mad. <laughs> yeah. 
It's funny, I had a sponsee last night who contacted me about her sponsee who had just dumped her. And, like, <laughs> bless her heart, basically she thought that it was on her to, like, explain to the sponsee, like, why it was inappropriate to, like, not, you know, to not call her and to do it over text. And they had this weird back and forth, and it's just kind of like, let it go, you know? Like, that's her path, you know? Yeah. It's not my job to, like, you know, become a spiritual advisor or a life coach or a, you know, like a a politeness coach <laughs> to anyone. It's just, oh, hey, I hope that works for you, you know? Worked for me. Although I feel like you could be a pretty good politeness coach. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God, I love manners. <laughs> Me too. I'm a big Are fan. I, I do the thing in the car every time. Like, the, I want to, like, if I'm ever rich, which is, you know, very likely, I'm going to buy a giant billboard mm-hmm. that encourages people in traffic to do the thank you wave because it's a lost art. That- I miss it. I miss it. And I, I often aggressively do the thank you wave on behalf of other people and yell, thank you. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> thank thank you for him. Them. For him. The guy. Yeah, him. Not me. Thank you. He should have. You're welcome. <laughs> we have lost all sense of common decency and order. Like, there's an order to things, you know? There's things should be done properly and, like, no. with politeness and, and respect. And actually, so I love first. This is so. This is so the opposite of step three right now. We're like, this is how the world should work. This is how the world should work. I want it to work. If only people would be polite, then everything else would be okay. (laughs) Right? I can rest satisfaction and happiness. This sounds like perfect sense to me. Exactly. John, just make sure you cut all of this so we sound really recovered. So we have this damn pot. <laughs> Billy, I love that you went straight for the third step prayer. Like um, we've had a couple people now do the podcast with us, and uh, they've both made what I think are actually quite bold choices. Because in my mind, uh, I would have been like, "Who? I can't pick the third step prayer." Is like smart about it. It's too. Like, I don't know. But here's the yeah. thing: like um, I was your description of God and the anti-God thing. Like I'm right there with you as I'm sure a lot of people are like, and, and even in that, my sponsor. So I was like, I was, I always say like, I was so anti-God that if I ever said the word God, it was preceded by an expletive. And then God had the, the kindness and the sense of humor to be like, Hey, the only rehab you're allowed to go to is a (laughs) Christian based six month work (laughs) program where you have to dress up twice a week and go sit in chapel. And then my sponsor Whenever we would get to something like this, because we would meet in the cafeteria every week, and then every time we get something like this, he would take me to the chapel. And he was not a religious man. He would talk so much shit in the chapel. And then, but he would always be like, there's a reverence to this place, isn't there? Mm. And this is a man who I could see was recovered. And I loved this man. And I wanted so badly what he had, because our stories were so similar. Mm. We destroyed families and we'd had massive drug addiction and alcoholism. And it was, I just could see it. And he would say in this, like, just this voice of like, you can feel the reverence here, can't you? And I'd be like, I don't know what the fuck you feel, dude. <laughs> like, and we did exactly the same thing. We, we got on our knees. And here's the thing. Even at that moment, I could admit I'm smart enough. I can admit that shit is beautiful. Well, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like there is a beauty to that prayer. There is a, there is a cadence that makes a lot of sense to that prayer. Mm-hmm. 
And the line that jumped out to me today as you read it and then shared your story, which I thought was so incredible, was the line, um, take away my difficulties, that victory over them may mm -hmm. bear witness to those I would help. See, the problem is you put the word I in that sentence and I immediately think this is about me. But this is not my victory. This is God's victory, right? Mm -hmm. And what, what it made me think about is when you were sharing your story about having to hit your bottom three weeks later and being driven into, that is the, God brought you out of that place, right? God set you on your right footing and gave you that victory. And from now on, everything you do honors his I'm not saying his, like, I'm not religious. I just use the words because it's easier to understand. Like, I don't want to offend yeah. anybody. Like, it honors We're going to have to add a content God's, warning on this episode I know. now. God's power. It honors God's love, right? And, and it honors the fact that I'm living towards this idea of a God-centered life. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was, like, such an incredible thing. This prayer, while beautiful to me, made zero sense to me when I read it at that moment. And it was worthless to me in that moment. My sponsor seemed to get a lot out of it. Introducing the all new 2020 Honda Addict. Standard features include a decent spare tire already installed, professional looking operating permit, one working door or side mirror, your choice a roadmap of Lancaster, California, a vape pin from 2014, and a cracked windshield, all of which combines to say to police officers, there's shit in the trunk, a hundred percent. Visit your Honda dealer today to test drive the all-new 2020 Honda Addict. It's that happens all the time, all the time. Like I swear, like at least 50% of the meetings I talk in, someone counter shares. Well, you know, see, and you're not even, you don't even seem divisive when you share, when I hear mm -hmm. you share at all. No, you come across as like really welcoming and open and loving. And That's nice. Mm -hmm. I've always thought that. Maybe not where you're going to meetings. <laughs> Thank you. I know, right? Like, well, it's weird because like we're, yeah, we're surrounded in Sydney by well, where I am. Should I say Sydney? No, it's, it's fine. You can say where you're yeah. at. I just tell didn't mention voice. the city earlier. <laughs> it's an story. international podcast. Yeah. That's true. Well, I'm the foreign correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. But you can tell by like, you know, I mean, like everyone in the meetings, they talk about, you know, slowly, slowly, just one, you know, look after yourself and be gentle and you've got to do this. And then the other end is like, you've got to do this so thoroughly. You have to be so thorough. You have to be so thorough. Oh, yeah, you yeah. take months and months and months and months and months and you do pages and pages and pages and pages. And like I had one sponsee who she'd been through what I call the worksheeters. You know, yeah. like they're the people who mm -hmm. do those endless worksheets. And she'd been through that. And she came and we started down with step four and she was like, all right. And she's listening to me. And, you know, I'm saying, right, you do the first two columns on your own, then we'll do the others, you know, but just write down the fact, the fact of your resentment, just write it down who it is in the fact of your resentment. She's like, no problem. She can't like, she turned up and she had an entire notebook full, but she'd done the other columns herself. And she just wrote endless notes about how it affected her self-esteem. She wrote endless notes about how, you know, her 
happiness had been, you know, triggered. And like, and she wrote all these notes about her family background and what it brought up in her. And it was just like, oh my God, God." like, I'm not kidding. It was a full notebook. And that's what we have here. Like we have this whole, let's talk about everything. And like, you'll get to a minute and like often, you know, me and my sponsor will be the only ones who will actually talk about like helping others, you know, having a higher, having God for the purpose of being free to help others, not having God for the purpose of so I can endlessly, you know, analyze my defects and, you know, get to the bottom of them and work on them and be, you know, awake and aware and all this stuff. Like it's just every meeting ends up this weird dominating of like a, you know, extended step six where everyone is just looking at their defects. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of that crowd often when they, when they do mention uh, a higher power of some kind, it's it's still like the same booty call God that they yeah. had when booty they were when they were fucking high. It's just right. like, yeah. oh, I was cut off in traffic today, and I just, I, you know, I'm begging God to help me with this anger, and it's just like, yeah. yeah well, then, like, why won't God let it go? I just feel so uncomfortable. Are you helping anyone? No, I'm just thinking about why I'm feeling uncomfortable, and God hasn't taken it away. Oh, there is no God, and it's like, wait a minute, what are you doing? It's like, yeah, the booty call God, the relief God, like the cosmic ATM. You know, yeah. I need a withdrawal now, now, now. I've got no deposits, but I need a withdrawal. You know. It's just, <laughs> yeah, oh. and then yeah, and it's it's always humorous. You you hear people. I, I think it's probably here more than there. Um, you have a similar outcome, similar effort, but total opposite belief system that that like i already whatever i'll be generic with the terms but i already have religion and i understand this religion and i am religious and i believe in this religion and it's like okay cool perfect as your sponsor like that's not any of my fucking business i don't care what religion you practice i can show you how to get access to this thing that you believe in that's that's all Mm. i'm gonna do I'm going to show you through yeah, this process. What, so like, what John's trying to say is that we live in the Bible Belt. <laughs> yeah. ah, so so what job. happens is what happens is they they have that blocking them instead of the the yeah. bullshit psycho right. Bible you're talking about where it's like, oh, uh, I just turned it over to God. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I I don't remember. I don't remember sitting down and doing lessons on turning it over to God. <laughs> like mm. we talked about the 10 step and you haven't called me with one in five months, you know? I was going to say, I grew up in, a, you know, Sydney's Bible Belt. Like I grew up really entrenched in that. So I get, I was a missionary in Africa for a year. Well, not, actually it was for like six weeks. I used to say for a year. I <laughs> <laughs> and I just caught myself doing Good it. Good job. <laughs> Oh my Catching God, yourself just, in a lie is really good. I love like, it. I, did, I used to always say, oh, yeah, I'll upgrade it to a year. It was about a year. No, yeah, it was about a year, it was six weeks. weeks. It was six weeks. Like almost a year. It's like part of a I year. Just, it just fell out. How funny is that? Yeah, I got so used to say. It's funny when they come out. Yeah, I've, I've got an old one like I was, uh, <laughs> like I got a, I, I got a job um, lying that I had like a degree that had nothing to do with the job that I got. <laughs> Because I was lying to to fluff my resume for for a job I wanted, but then a job I could actually get came along, and I just had the same resume, and then it, it like it didn't qualify me for the job at all. It didn't matter. But then it, I had to continue for years to lie about that. So then when I got sober, it was like still now it's like every once in a while I'll think uh, like somebody mentions college, they're like, 
Oh yeah, I have a no. I don't have a. I don't have any degree. Like what? I still think I have a degree. I do the same thing. I have like four incomplete degrees, and my CV was always currently studying, which was fun. Or or I ended up just yeah, same thing. I'm like, no one checked back then. You know, twenty years ago, no one cared. Just add, you know, add it on. Oh man. And yeah, I'd catch myself and go, actually, you know what? I didn't work for the United Nations. Technically, I edited a document that my dad wrote for the United Nations Development Program. Therefore, I worked for the United Nations. (laughs) I'm basically the ambassador of Australia. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I represent AA and Australia. Right. (laughs) Amazing. I just did the upgrade. I would take that little moment of truth and just blow it up. Yeah. And yeah, I catch it all the time. I love that I did that. I was a missionary for a year. I was a missionary for six weeks. But yeah, but I was, I grew up in that super religious, you know, environment. And like, I mean, I can quote massive chunks of the Bible and, and I had the opposite, you know, like, um, you know, like when I came in, like I was so resentful at that part of my past that I would walk out for the serenity prayer. Like in a meeting, I would stand outside the door and I'd do this and I'd go, and, if, and I, was, I wanted someone to ask me what they were doing totally. like I, so I could tell them that I was triggered. I wanted to tell people that I was triggered, you know, and I wanted so to like. Is no one noticing so, my I, brooding um, self-pity? And I wanted to make a comment about, you know, and I, I, you know, I remember saying to my sponsor, like, I wanted to go through the book and cross out the word God and replace it. Like, I was ready. I had my pen. You know, like, I was just yeah. so oddly pro you know i had this weird protest about it and now i get so many sponsees who have a god problem it's really funny you know like i've got one right now who said it like this morning you know sent me a message i just don't know if i can deal with this god stuff and it's like hey, hey i know this stuff Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and now you're what? on a podcast to talk about turning your will and your life over to god yeah. yeah, interesting. Those three little letters, right? Like those three little letters, like I would have, you know, drunk and raged over. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I it's yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't even. I, I there. It would be insurmountably impossible for me to count the number of times I pompously railed against <laughs> any and every spiritual concept. And like when I did like when I did the step three stuff with my sponsor, like I drank like probably two hours after I read it all because I was sitting there and I was obsessing and I was trying to design my own God. You know, I was trying to say, you know, okay, I'm open to it because I'm fucked, you know, or I'm screwed. I probably shouldn't swear on it. <laughs> like I'm uh, open to swear it. away. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah all fuck right. It, fuck That'll it up. change Fucking A. <laughs> but that's it. Like I knew I was fucked, but I hated the whole God concept so much. And I was so over intellectualized. And I thought that I had to like work out exactly what God was, exactly categorize it and like create my own version of what a God I would be okay with before I continued further. And I went mad. I went absolutely mad. I became obsessed with the idea of like, well, what, what is God? What is it? What is, you know, is this right? Is that right? What about religion? And I started reading and obsessive and thinking, and I would corner people in car parks after meetings and just talk to them about my opinions about God. Can I ask you something on that? So when, when you were in that space, was that your shit or was that stuff that other people had like said in meetings or said to you as a sponsor or sober friend or whatever that had you all spun out on that shit like i need to figure this out because i was told to or just you just thought you did good question good question i think i think it was a combo i think it was 
I remember like my sponsor, I when I first started working the steps with her, she had about a year sober and not the time counts, but she was still working, you know, like out the book and she was still, you know, like her like, you know, I think that she was in that kind of idea of, you know, overthinking everything. And like we were in a group that did that. You know, we were in a group that, you know, over like made this stuff overly complicated, you know, really overly complicated. And I remember like, I think, I mean, not to blame her, but I think she said, you know, something like, you know, what is God to you? And oh, that opened a rabbit (laughs) hole, you know? And then I would talk to anybody that would listen who was usually people that didn't have a solution because anyone that would have a solution would have gently prompted me to shut the hell up. (laughs) But I would, you know, talk for hours and hours and hours about my ideas, you know, like what, you know, and I'd been looking into God stuff my whole life. Like I, you know, I spent time with a shaman in Peru, you know, like I'm like, you know, I've been searching for this stuff, you know, so I had a lot of thoughts and ideas and opinions and it was like, I kind of had this moment where I think it was partly getting, yeah, corrupted by the idea of talking about my, my thoughts with other people, you know, as a newcomer. We now interrupt your regularly scheduled broadcast of a podcast greater than yourself for this breaking news. The world is stunned as a podcast greater than yourself news has obtained confirmation that Alan G's sponsee Caleb has in fact relapsed. Caleb, of course, was last seen when the two met to review the directions for his fourth step. We now go live to Rockland, New York for this A Podcast Greater Than Yourself exclusive coverage. Hey, Caleb. I suppose you guessed I relapsed. Yeah, well, I I saw you picked up a 24-hour coin. Yeah, I figured I needed to come in and get honest. I see. So, uh, what's up, man? How are you? Are you feeling all right? Yeah, right when I got out of treatment, I just took the money I had and I got a hotel room instead of going to the halfway house. Gotcha. Well, uh... What all did you get up to? Oh, nothing much, really. Just mostly dark liquors. Uh, okay, I, I meant, um, well, anyway, so it, it looks like you came with the other guys in treatment? I just spent about the weekend partying, bought a girl, you know, doing those things we do. Uh, I mean, I, I don't do those things, but I get what you're saying. So what, what do you think went wrong? Well... I mean, I really think that I just didn't reach out. Like, I didn't call nobody. Like, I should have called somebody. Uh, I mean, maybe you could have finished that fourth step. Yeah, I mean, like, I wasn't feeling right. I guess I should have just called someone, keep me accountable. Uh, yeah, I mean, every time I tried to figure things out, I, I just made everything worse. So, really, when I did the step work is when things got better. Well, I'm back here. I suited up and showed up. I'm ready to do the dang deal. <clears throat> All right, yeah, I mean, if doing the dang deal is the steps, then let's do it, man. 
Well, yeah, I want to get at them steps again. Great. I mean, you just got to follow the directions. They're right in the book. All right, man. Sweet. Yeah, man. Hey, you come up with a cigarette? All right, I don't smoke. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Well, uh, you want to set up a time to meet? I could come over to the treatment center. Oh, man. It's good to see you. Hey, wait up, guys. All right, uh, see you, Caleb. Stirring turn of events indeed. Stay tuned to a podcast greater than yourself for up-to-the-minute developments on all your recovery-related news. All right, man. You, hey, God bless you. <laughs> so, so what super smart obscure reading did you choose mr so as always i went straight out of living sober perfect Mm -hmm. it's gonna be the joke Uh, on every episode (laughs) every i'm every time so get used to it if you're hearing this and you're playing the the chapter of living sober that's just literally a list of all AA approved literature (laughs) no it's the chapter where they talk about a book yeah it's the chapter where they tell you to eat more candy or whatever um have a bowl of candy Right, you'll feel better. Okay, so mine is on um, is on the bottom of 62, so I'll read it. It says, this is the how and the why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided that hereafter in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. He is the principal. We are his agents. He is the father, and we are his children. Most good ideas are simple, and this concept was the keystone of the new and triumphant arch through which we pass to freedom. So, um, I love this. I mean, I love this whole section of the book. Uh, there's, I, I literally Hell could yeah. have picked any number of things, but the reason I chose this was because it was really important for me to understand, um, what my position was and what God's position was. And the one that really I relate to in this is the, um, the principal and the agent, because Bingo. I can create an analogy that makes sense to me. And the mm-hmm. analogy I like to use is a sports themed analogy, which is that, if, um, and this is something I talked to my sponsees about, I say, okay, if insert, you know, professional athlete here, Michael uh, J. Thank you. If he <laughs> hires me as his agent, right on day one, I, am I out negotiating hundred million dollar contracts on day one? I mean, maybe, but the question is, am I doing it without talking to him first? And the answer is always, no, of course I'm not. What am I doing? I'm creating a relationship with this person. I'm discovering what their needs and wants are, what they're trying to get out of. If I were to negotiate a contract, what would be the things they would want within the contract? They certainly would not trust me yet to go out and be negotiating just yet. They First, there would be a, a level of, of understanding that would need to be met, and there would be some communication. And, and a lot of it would be me sitting quietly listening while the, they fucking talk. It wouldn't be me telling them a bunch of shit about me. It would be me listening to them because they're the fucking principal, right? Mm. The other side of that that I love is that um, as the agent, I don't have to know how to play basketball. So I don't have to be able to do the thing the principal does to honor and serve the principal. I just need to do the thing that honors and serves. And that's what I love about that because it shows me the position I should take. It forces me to look at that position. And then the other thing, and this is something I think that, you know, Millie, you mentioned it, like 
without further action, this step is bullshit. I go to a meeting sometimes and they talk about this step and my share is almost the same every time. If you're not planning on doing the fourth step, we can fucking stop talking because I don't know what we're, there's no action in the third. Show me where there's action in the third step. Then somebody will pull out the 12 and 12. And I'm like, well, there's no directions in that book. So fuck off. And, uh, you know, there's definitely no directions in this step because there's nothing to do after you read the, after you do the prayer, that's it. That's, there's no action. Right. And, and people always say like, you know, um, oh, there's action. I'm making a decision. Well, go make a decision to eat dinner and then let me know how fucking hungry you are in six hours. <laughs> right. I'm going to, I'm going to decide to eat this. Right. Um, and, and so, uh, but it says most good ideas are simple. And this concept, right. The concept of the position I'm going to take towards God, that's the keystone of the arch it's not the mm. fucking arch it's the key the keystone is the first stone we place it now the keystone needs to be right it needs to be true it needs to be level like you have better uh believe that you're alcoholic at this point you had better believe if you want this shit to work like you have to have smashed the idea that you can't drink but that's all you've done you've placed one fucking stone and mm. the rest of the stones that will form the arch are going to be placed later in the steps um be up that's all that's it like you haven't done anything yeah. and uh and, and you can pass through this arch to freedom but you have to get all the way to the 12th step mm. for it to for it to be a completed arch and uh, i also just always appreciate that i think bill owned stock in some kind of a masonry company <laughs> He just used a so lot of archways. He just <laughs> been in a lot can, of analogies. People can go down a real rabbit hole with this, these ma- yeah, masonry. Yeah, no, analogies. I've been in a meeting where that happened recently. <laughs> it was called Triumphant Archways. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. I feel like I feel like part part like to your first point there, Fred is um, full circle back to the people <clears throat> that I was talking about earlier, where like I come into AA with a an existing religious conviction and i feel like that belief is is equal to access to a power you know and so like to your to your point um and more to what i was trying to get at with that earlier is that like i have still done no work to clear out what's blocking me from this power i just believe in it that's it Mm-hmm. And you know, like your dinner analogy, like I could believe that a fucking pizza would be great, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I haven't even picked up the phone. You know, right. I've done yeah. nothing to. Well, it's get like that yeah. Well, earlier pizza. when it talks about you know most people live their lives by self propulsion. This is and propulsion is obviously being you know pushed forward into action. This is teaching a god propulsion. You know, mm-hmm. like this is saying right, mm-hmm. I'm about to fire up. We're about to get into this. Like mm-hmm. this is like I mean, you can do steps one to three with a newcomer in like an hour. You know, it's just reading. You Fuck know, yeah. if someone really has a true step one experience and they're desperate and they know that you know their palace over alcohol in their life is unmanageable and they're like, oh my god, I don't know what to do. You can take them through the reading of this and even someone who is incredibly resistant to the idea of God and you just go, you know, press pause on that. Just do the action and we'll see what happens, you know, do the action. Like this is the point, you know, like obviously it's that willingness of, you know, are you open to it? Are you, are you going to like ask some kind of mysterious power in the universe? Are you going to do the prayers and feel like a weirdo doing them? You know, like I used to, I did like my sponsor told me to get on my knees and do, you know, to, you know, 
start praying. And I did it and no one was watching me. And I don't know why I did it. Like I did it because I was like, all right, I'll do it. And I, there was something in me that thought, okay, this means something. And I don't think it has that in the book about getting on your knees, but it was the idea of that, you know, actually making this a real deliberate action, mm-hmm. you know, like making going, all right, I'm going to pray to something I don't know. You know, like I know that after that, you know, three weeks I talked about earlier of just horrible drinking and loneliness. Like I had a moment where I was on my hands and knees crying and I just kept saying the words more than just me, more than just me. But that's how God started. It had to be more than just me because if it's just me and if I'm only relying on self-propulsion, I'm not going to have any miracles. I've spent my whole life trying to get out of that. You know, like I've, I'm a smart girl and I've proven that, you know, I will send myself into insanity and frenzy. You know, I was in and out of rehabs and hospitals and I'd been, you know, I'd spent tens and thousands of dollars on therapy. Oh my God. I I was at like three days a week at one stage, you know, like (laughs) I'd been through every like, you know, every program you can think of. I'd had the hypnotherapy. I'd had, you know, like everything. I'd traveled the world. I'd tried all different men. I tried every solution I could think of, you know, and it's like, okay, I'm going to like pray to something. I don't know what I'm praying to, but it's more than me. You know, and that's how that's that little moment that starts. So you kind of go forward. I don't need to have this full conception of God, but I go forward into the steps and the actions that come, you know, as soon as you go into four. I'm doing the work without it just being me working it. You know, like I'm not going, right, beeps, gonna fix this. I'm I'm not going, like, right, Millie's gonna fix herself. (laughs) Like, I'm not going, right, Millie's on this, Millie's gonna fix herself. I'm going, okay, I'm gonna do the things I'm instructed to do, and then I'm gonna like pray to something that it's gonna take over you know and over time it's funny you know years later I look back and I go wow I have a true deep spiritual experience today I have a completely Mm. different way of existing today and when you know I have a different lens that I see this step through today but I have a strong memory of what it's like because I see constantly versions of me in other people you know, that I get to take through these steps. I get to see that, you know, that struggle and that pain and that obsession in other people that, you know, that are going, oh, what about God? What about this? What about this? I don't understand. I go, oh, yeah, I know. I know. Mm -hmm. You know, I get it. Do you want to go to sober living but can't afford it? Are you sick and tired of the fees associated with drug and alcohol rehabilitation? Have you or one of your loved ones run your insurance policy into the ground? Would you like the ambiance and realism of being in a sober living without actually having to be there? Now you can with the Sober Living Guided Meditation. The Sober Living Guided Meditation will make you feel like you're actually in a sober living. Just put on your headphones and away you'll go. Oh, are you kidding me? I'd fuck her in a second.
place has no food. Get it, Greg? <laughs> hey, man, where are my fucking Percocets? To start your stay, go to our website, soberlivingguidedmeditation.org. Well, I feel like we stole the thunder out of my reading. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, mine. Mine's on sixty-four. <laughs> A controversial choice, as. Oh, here we go. Uh, so, <clears throat> mine is. Though our decision was a vital and crucial step, it could have little permanent effect unless at once followed by a strenuous effort to face to be rid of the things in ourselves which have been blocking us. Um, <laughs> I think we just pretty much covered that exact material. Um, the only thing that like really comes to mind there that that uh, that I will usually cover. So like when I am meeting up with a new person. I, 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 to Fred's point earlier, I, I'm not going to do a third step with somebody without giving them directions on starting step four. I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. Um, there, there's no point in it. Um, you know, cause why would I, why would I do that with somebody? And then, and then go, well, that next paragraph where it says next, we launched into a vigorous course of action. We're just, we'll put that off till next week or something <laughs> like <laughs> that. That makes no sense. So mm. we always read that paragraph and we always get to this part. And I think that it's like definitely of note that despite the fact that, yeah, this is just a decision. The book tells me right here that this, this decision could be life-saving vital mm. and crucial. It's, it's very important decision. And if we, if I've done my job from 60 to 63, they understand why it could save their life, that decision, you know, and it, and it has, uh, almost nothing to do with alcohol. It's about the unmanageability caused by me running my life into the ground, no matter if alcohol is in the picture or not. You know, mm. there's a reason why on like 60 to 63, they're not talking about booze. They're talking about this selfishness, self-centeredness stuff, you know? And like, if I'm going into step three and my entire mentality is I'm giving booze to God, God take the booze, I'm missing the point of step three. That's it. I'm, I'm, yeah, done. And, and I'm done speaking. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, I think you did such, it's... <laughs> We were having a moment. I was integrating. I was really enjoying what you were saying, actually. Honestly, you're both really just good. staring blankly at me. I'm like, it was profound. Did my mic come out? Or it was really. Good. <laughs> um, it's funny that you say that because the guy. I don't know how much of this is going to get edited. So, but the the gentleman we were speaking about earlier, um, you know, one of the things that I hear people say in meetings is is that you know whether they have multiple years or thirty four years you know, is, is, um, is that every morning they wake up, you know, and they, and they ask God to, to just keep them from drinking today, you know, and, um, and, and even take it a step further. Um, and when they close their share, they might say something to the effect of, um, well, uh, today I, I haven't drank yet and no one's offered. And for that, I'm grateful. And what I've always wanted to do is go up to that Hand person him a bottle of Jack. No, I just want to say, well, what happens if somebody offers? <laughs> yeah. The thing I love about the reading that you chose, John, was that um, 
when I was brand new, my sponsor was really clear. He basically took one, two, and three, and he's like, where's putting this? Again, I was super, I was really fucked up. And I had already tried Alcoholics Anonymous before, so I had a lot of ideas. So he, a lot of the process was just like, dude, your ideas suck. Like, <laughs> stop fucking like thinking so much. To that. You know? Yeah. Your You're ideas. Trash. Yeah, it yeah. is, though. I mean, that's true, though. It was. Like, he kept about, saying, right? like, he kept exactly. saying, he'd say, he'd say, um, he'd say, plain, he'd say, um, Fred is, plain old Fred is not enough. But plain old Fred with God is enough, you know? Mm. And that actually made a lot of sense, but he would take one, two, and three and boil it down. It's one thing. It's an agreement to do the rest of the steps. That's mm. it. Yeah. If it's anything other than that, what yeah. that's, what are we doing? It's, it's simply an agreement to, to do the rest of the steps later on in this mm. page. I have a sentence underlined, and then next to that sentence, I have an arrow, and it says, first direction. The first actual direction that is given in this book isn't given until page 64. Mm -hmm. So everything you've done up to this point is just read the fucking book. You didn't, it, yeah. it doesn't even say you have to say the third step prayer. It says, many of us said it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Many of mm -hmm. us did. Doesn't even mean all of them did it. As long as so we give the them, idea that, and we voice right. something similar. We have the idea of like, all right, man. All right, weird fucking spirit, dude. I'm going to try this yeah. thing. And now I'm going to go write my fourth step. That would be enough. If you yeah. were earnest in your intention and mm. you had and you firmly believed that that you were allergic to alcohol and that you can't not keep yourself from drinking the allergic substance and you went, I don't know what you are, weird fucking dude in the sky. <laughs> or underground or whatever, but I'm going to write, I'm going to just keep going and see what happens. I have friends who I've heard who is your higher um, power, a chud. Yeah. A cannibalist no, it's a humanoid it's underground a, dweller. No, it's a, um, a one and R. <laughs> what are the people who follow ICP? What are they called? A juggalo. Yeah. My higher powers. Oh, wow. Uh, I want to put that on a t-shirt and, um, juggalette and, uh, just put on a bookmark. So, I have I have friends in the program who have said that when they started on their four step, they were like, this isn't going to work. But they were in the same program I was. And the program I was in, the rule was you had to have a sponsor to graduate. And a lot of these dudes were facing prison time. So they were like, fuck it. And so they just met with these guys once a week. And they would just do the shit they said, because what else are you going to do? You're in, basically in prison for six months. You might as well just do something. And then what happens? They had a spiritual awakening and today they live incredibly free, beautiful lives, you know, that is not surrounded by waking up every day and begging some <laughs> weird spirit to not let anybody potentially offer them an alcoholic beverage. Um, that's like, what a horrible life, right? So sad, that's yeah. And that's the sales pitch we're giving to new people. Yeah. Is that, hey, if you stick around here long enough, someday you'll be able to just beg to not drink. Hmm. One day at a time, just for today. I don't know what'll happen next week, but today right. I'm sober. Mm. Oh, right. oh. I know for when I came in, like if you told me just existing a day at a time, that was better than what I was feeling. You know, yeah. like my threshold for success was I just didn't want to like, I wanted to like not want to kill myself. You know, that was my threshold for success. Yeah. I just yes. wanted to like, not want to be horrible and tortured. So the idea of just going, all right, whatever, life's all right, sounded amazing. <laughs> you know, like so yeah. that was a solution to me. You know, and the fact that there is a true, like incredible solution on offer, because if it's not heard, 
by someone in desperation, of course you're going to take middle of the road. You're going to take it. And you know, I love that these readings, like on step three here, it hints of the stuff to come and it hints of the whole, it's no longer about me. You know, mm. it hints at stuff like, you know, we become less and less interested in ourselves. Like, and even nestled in the prayer there, like, you know, the victory over difficulties so that I can bear witness, you know, like I get a little, it's like hinting at the role that's going to happen through the steps, mm. you know, and I think it's one thing to be in step three in that misery of, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm desperate. Okay, I'll do that agreement. I'll move forward. And it's another thing to be someone who's been through the steps and is now helping others and then reflecting back. Mm. You know, like when I look back, I go, wow, this was, this was the moment. This is the moment where like spirituality enters my life. Some kind of God enters my life and I get to get a foundation to just jump out in the world and explore that now. You know, like mm. it's that kind of hindsight reading of like, that's true for me. I am less. I am genuinely interested in other people. I'm, and my life reflects that today. Like it's not just about, it's not just about helping other alcoholics. I want to help people, you know, yes. I want to be like a force of kindness in the world. I mm. want that. And I genuinely want that. And I don't want it so that people see me doing it you know, like, which is what I used to be, you know, I didn't, I don't want to go the upgrade and say I'm the world's best person. I'm not, you know, like I'm still a normal human, like everyone else, but I get this different life today. That's real. And like, there's something, there's that God consciousness that lives inside of me today that actually does influence my actions a lot of the time, you know, like, and sure, I still do some weird shit, you know, like I'm still a bit of a moron sometimes. Like I did not, you know, I did not kind of get this contract signed and I'm a magical human. I do ridiculous stuff. But like for the most part, like most days, especially, you know, that step 11 process keeps me connected into like, mm -hmm. you know, rem reminding, you know, reminding me that I don't have to like obsess over my life anymore, that I can be useful, that I can have breath, that I can, you know, get through a day happily, you know, that at the end of the day I can go, that was a good day. Like... I didn't know that was on offer when I did step three, you know, I was crying. Going, okay. You know, I was miserable. I was I was drinking like cheap supermarket wine, you know, like it was horrible. Like it was all red wine. It was just, it was just dodgy. It was like whatever I could get. And, Oh, you know, that I didn't care at the time. I'm like, all right, okay, I'll come back and I'll keep doing this, these steps. And today looking back on that, it's like, wow. Like that is a triumphant arch to walk through, you know, like Hell this yeah. really does, it does have an impact when you look back and, you know, and I'm never far from that. I'm never far from a step three experience because I'm helping others, you know, mm. like, so I'm never far from me. Like I don't turn my back on me. Like I'm not ashamed of my past anymore because all of a sudden all this stuff helps someone, you know, all my tantrums, all my bullshit, all my stuff, like it all somehow magically this program like makes it helpful. God makes it helpful. Like someone shows up who has like the exact problem I had or like the exact shameful moment I had. And I see that and I'm like, wow, okay. You know, like it's a really cool step to reflect on, not mm -hmm. just, you know, be in when you're desperate in that first instance, but to look back and go, oh, that did come true. That is true for me. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so 12 questions with our guest, Millie. Question one. Go. How long did it take you to do the steps? Uh, oh. Okay, I'm not being lightning with this because I did do a long pause after three, probably four months altogether. 
Okay. After me stuffing around, I stuffed around. <laughs> okay. I love the Australian slang. Okay. Uh, I love it. How many people have you sponsored? Oh, I don't know. Hundreds. I don't know. I've lost count. I don't, I don't know. Bitchin'. That's cool. When did you feel the nearness of your creator? Oh, I don't know as well. I just do. And I look back. I don't have a moment that I remember, but I do. It's kind of like I look back and go, oh, yeah, I do. As opposed to going, that was it. <laughs> okay. Bill or Bob? Oh, Bob. <laughs> I can't imagine anybody man. we invite on this podcast is ever going to pick Bill, but I'm excited to see if somebody does. I, I want to ask it every me, time. It's Dr. Bob. It's Dr. It. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, John and I are like on a first name basis with him. It's cool. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, okay. James Woods heard... or James Garner? Sorry, <laughs> I don't know who they are, so no. Yeah. <laughs> you have to use Australian actors. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, oh, no, okay. I know your culture. I'm into you people. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? <laughs> Stuff it? What'd you say? I stuffed around it. I stuffed it around. What do you, you say? say? Stuff around when you stuff around? No. You, stuff, you, you drag no. your feet. No one says that. That's, nobody says that. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> says that. I'm gonna bring it. I'm bringing it up. You guys more. stuff around stuff and eat around. avocado toast. I know all about your culture. I'm gonna start my own podcast with Australianisms. I'm sure there's like fifty of them. There's a lot of them. Fifty Australianisms or fifty podcasts no, about Australianisms. There's endless Australianisms, <laughs> but there's probably like a lot of opinionated Australians that think that a podcast. All I know is the is Sheila, up the duff, and strangle a brownie. <laughs> Those are the Kangaroos. only ones. I oh, gross! Did you know drop the kids off at the pool? Yeah. Oh, well, that's 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 universal. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Have you heard a fifth step that did not include weird sex stuff? Oh, never! It's always every time, every time, every awesome. time. And it never shocks me, ever. I've never been shocked by a fifth step. I've always been like, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. But I've never been like, oh, my God. <laughs> we all, as sponsors, we all hope for that. I know. I'm it waiting. never happens, but we hope for it. Nope. No. Uh, as sponsees, we all think that's what was about to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, total sidebar, probably not real, But, like, I held back something for my fifth step because I thought that. And mm-hmm. it took, like, awesome. three months before I finally had a moment with my sponsor crying, going, oh, this is what happened. And she was like, okay, well, I've had a similar experience. I had something similar. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was so ashamed of that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so ashamed for my lameness not being unique, <laughs> like I thought. Yeah, I know, right? Okay. Uh, my next question is, when was the last time you heard someone's fifth step? Uh, Monday. Oh, so like it's now Saturday, so a couple of days ago. Dope. Outside of sitting with a sponsee or preparing for a sponsee, how much time have you spent studying the big book? Oh, I, I mean, studying is a funny word because I genuinely, I love it. Like I read it. I read it for fun and for free, you know, like <laughs> I read it. Like I sometimes go, oh, I'm going to read that bit or I listen to it, you know. Like you don't I, charge yourself to read it? <laughs> no, I, don't. Uh, I, I read don't. the big book again. I got to put a dollary do in the swear jar. <laughs> I, I don't get do. a test at the end. I'm not degree qualified, but like I, especially those 164 pages, they're beautifully written. You know, I agree. Like I was a writer. I love words. Like writing, it's beautifully written. There's magic in those pages. So like, yeah, like I don't know, hours and hours and hours. So that segues perfectly into this question. <laughs> How many stories have you read from the back of the book? Oh, I read them once. I read them all once, but I don't really 
I haven't really oh. read them since, to be honest. I don't blame you. My answer to that question would always be, wait, there's stories in the back of the book? <laughs> <laughs> How did your sponsor approach you? Well, after a meeting, it's funny because I heard her share and I had this moment of, oh my God, I, I want what she has. I had that moment and I came up to her after the meeting, but I already had a sponsor and it was a shit show basically. And like, I came up to her and we had this weird conversation and I, and like, I mentioned my sponsor and she said, oh, I can't believe you have a sponsor. I wanted to take you through these steps. And I went, can you please take me through these steps? Nice. Yeah. Can we just say that we know your sponsor and I think everybody wants what she has? I know, right? Like, well, it's funny because like, I often joke, like I'm just there to like witness her stuff, you know? Like I'm there to like help, you know? Like anyone that can't be sponsored by her, I'll just take as a leftover. She's magical, you know? Like she commands a room and I just like go, all right. <laughs> I'm a like sidekick, basically. Okay. I don't know if this is one of those AA aphorisms that's that's made it like it's universal I don't know it's everywhere across, in the states across so. the blimey blee see or whatever you guys say I'm ready down under hit me hit uh, me I'm ready okay, so what's the most important word in step one alcohol <laughs> I'm kidding that was a joke <laughs> I don't know that's I a mean, weird just, question. just to you. We'll, we'll see. It's be, it's because it's because in the states. Okay, cool. Powerless. <laughs> Powerless. Yeah. It would seem that that would be the most important one. I to me. feel like that had a right answer, and I was very nervous about hitting. I mean, it. I'm like, I would think powerless would be the right one. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. we. It's we. We. There's a thing in the states where it's it's like okay. a it's like a meaningless platitude where people say the most important word in step one is we and like you hear because it in meetings all the time because you can't do it alone millie you can't do it alone and i get right. and, and and any non-alcoholic who i've read that step to and asked what they think the most important word is they go well powerless that's fucking why is that in there it's fucking weird you're powerless oh over a beverage <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm like, actually, yeah. I'm, I always I'm think about like rich. I always think about like like some random dude from Nebraska who like got the book by like ordered the book by mail and then like was like a on the road salesman who like worked the steps out of the book <laughs> literally by himself going to like his priest to do his fist step like making all his amends then like literally driving to towns on his like Shows sales up at the candlelight route. meeting. To like find sponsees to carry this mess and stayed sober. And he goes to a meeting and somebody says, the most important word in the first step is we. And he's like, motherfuckers, I did this shit completely by myself. What, what? is going on up there? I have never heard that. Like, and oh, I feel yeah. like even like those weird platitudes, they're setting people up for insanity. Like anything oh, yeah. that like shortens it down to a slogan and a little catchphrase like I'm, i feel like there should be a laugh i wish that little it. sailor's jig you just did would translate to the <laughs> insert it's sailor's like, jig oh, it is. This i'm gonna i'm gonna dub in some wrong. uh some uh sea shanty accordion music and some <laughs> ocean sounds <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> all right we got two more questions okay. two more right, but, go. um in as few words as possible Tell me how you feel about to wives. To what? Oh, 
I can tell you how I used to feel. I used to feel like, oh, condescending, blah, blah, blah. You know, like the women, all oh, the little housewives at home. Now I'm like, the chapter's great. It's got the four, you know, it's got the progressive alcoholics. It's got the four types, which is incredibly useful for step one identifying. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's context, right? I'm using too many words. I know you said a few words, but like, it's context. This is the 1930s. You know, I probably would have been wearing a bustle. I don't know what they wore back then. You know, like a corset and some shit. I would have been had. I would have had nine kids and like, you know, I would have been sewing a lot. Like, it's a different Head to toe time. gingham. How would you define thirteenth stepping? Isn't that like when creepy dudes come on to like, or, or dudes or like when creepy people come on to newcomers and is it? Is that what that is? Whatever your it's definition. Your definition. Is. I mean, I don't know. Like, I I think like I've heard thirteenth stepping being like you know, hey baby. <laughs> Like, and then like the guy with the neck tattoo is going on dates with like Karen who has three days up. I don't know. Is that what I, is that what the eight stepping is? Pretty good definition. <laughs> I do. And like for the record, I do not want to date in AA. I just don't. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of magical people. You never know what will You hear that single guys out there? Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Bonus question. How many meetings do you attend every week? Uh, as little as possible. <laughs> I'm kidding. Awesome. Uh, yes. I, I, I actually, it's funny you ask that because like I went through a phase of very minimal. I would only do like H and I's that I was on rosters for and stuff like that. And cool. like to be like for the most part, I'm I'm going to meetings to find people to sponsor. Like I'm tr- mm-hmm. I'm going to meetings to find people to offer help to. You know, and so like I, it's been different. Like I, you know, I, I you know, every, there's a real meeting culture here. Like, where's your home group? Blah blah blah. I kind of, I mean, I guess I have a home group. Like I'm not great at that. And I know that on one hand, that's something that I, because AA saved my life. Like no matter what its flaws are, no matter what its like weird human complications and the weird support group structure that it, you know it might have become, for the like core part, like a solution was offered to me in those rooms. You know, it was messy and it was, you know, all full of things, but I found my sponsor in a meeting, you know, and I got through these steps Mm, and I get to like offer that today. So that's something I actually, you know, I, I struggle with because they drive me mad, but they're also not about me. I don't need a meeting. Mm-hmm. I don't need a meeting to feel better. If I'm treating this like my spiritual solution, meetings aren't the spiritual solution. You know, the meetings aren't, you know, my church. The meetings aren't my, like, you know, my spiritual place. They're my place to connect to people. And then the world I can find a spiritual, you know, connection in. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, it gives me the foundation of the steps and people to help, but, you know. Word. <laughs> well, well, this was that great. Got awesome. um, that got weird. That yeah. was so good. Thank I, you so much. I really much. appreciate it. I think yeah, it was that awesome. was we got super fun. So much huh. out of this, and there's so That's much like, good stuff there. Let's do this every Saturday. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> no, I don't think Scott. Thank you so much for asking me. Like, yeah, thank I you for coming on. That's yeah, really I good. We'll, we'll we'll definitely have you back. of this podcast are active members of Alcoholics Anonymous 
who wish to carry the message of our own recovery to those who still suffer. We do not claim to represent Alcoholics Anonymous. All comments are from our own experiences as alcoholics who have recovered by following the directions for the 12 steps found in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. Thanks for listening.